Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. Today I have the pleasure of being joined by Philly Fleming. For those of you who don't know Philly, she is one of my good friends but she is also an online coach and she used to compete just like I did as well. She also has a master's in exercise nutrition and she knows what she's talking about. So Philly, <laughs> for those of the listeners who don't know who you are when did you last compete and what federation was that with so i competed in 2018 with pca uh i stepped on stage twice that year um just at a normal um a normal show and then finals cool and how did you do in those shows so I won my class at the just general show and then I ended up getting fifth in finals. Obviously, I was still competing junior at the time. So it, you might argue it was slightly easier <laughs> for me, obviously, like a smaller class. Um, but yeah, I was really happy with how I did that year, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, you still looked amazing. And um, for those of you listening, me and Philly have decided to chat today because we're both at quite a similar phase of like our journeys and our lives now we've both come away from competing and we thought it would be really good to discuss a little bit about why we've come away from competing where we're at now and why some of you might want to consider not stepping on stage why some of you might want to consider stepping on stage and whether that's for the right decisions or not and also give you a little bit more insight what into what competing really involves because sometimes on social media it's painted to be quite glamorous when there's a lot more to it than that. So Phil, why did you first decide to compete and do you think that was for the right reasons? Yeah, well I've always followed a lot of competitors on social media and things like that. It was always something that interested me. Um, I'm also the sort of person that really enjoys a challenge. I like having something to aim for. So I thought, you know, this is this is a good <laughs> route to go down, see if I enjoy it. Um, obviously, it's really nice to have something to aim for, especially, you know, this, you know, if you're training, it, it can be easy to get, to get a bit lost if you don't have a specific goal in mind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's really common. Like I get, I don't know about you, but I get a lot of inquiries from people saying, oh, like, I want to compete because I really like to challenge myself and I've been going to the gym for a while and I feel like it's the next step but I think it's fine as long as you're the right type of person to do that but yeah. I think it needs to be challenged the sort of concept that competing is like a next step after you've been going to the gym for a while. Yeah I agree. It's such a popular thing to do these days as well. I think everyone kind of gets directed towards it, um, even if it's not necessarily the right step for them. It might be, you know, it might be the case that you need to kind of go and experience that and figure out if it's for you or not, which is kind of what you and I did in a sense. Yeah, definitely. But I think a lot of people would benefit from just realising that they can still have physique-based goals and they can still go through the process of, building muscle tissue in the areas they want to build muscle tissue and then dieting down to sort of reveal that progress without taking yeah. it to the extreme of stepping on stage. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a completely different level of leanness that you achieve on the stage, which is obviously, we've said this time and time again, not a sustainable place to be. 
it's in my opinion it's not even a nice look like day to day you have to get so lean to step on stage that you look for lack of a better word a bit emaciated um in you know general life um whereas if you did want to sort of diet and have a physique like photo shoot or something like that it's it's a lot less lean than that stage level and yet you're still going to be you know shredded and feeling really good about yourself in that photo shoot you just don't have to take it so far if you see what I mean yeah and stage lean like it looks good and it looks impressive in photos on social media and when you're on stage but like me when I'm stage lean I feel like a bean pole I feel straight up and down I have literally no arse um <laughs> yeah I just feel I feel tiny and I am really tiny whereas on social media it probably looks like I'm quite big and muscular when I'm stage lean but in reality I, I am tiny 100% 100% that's one of the reasons that I didn't enjoy it in some ways because I don't like feeling that small I really don't yeah um especially coming from you know someone that started lifting because they were skinny um in my head I was like I'm so skinny again I hated it (laughs) yeah and I was gonna say actually did you enjoy your time competing or aspects of it and what were the positives you took from that period of time Hmm. I'll, I'll never say that I didn't enjoy it I really did enjoy the day both days that I stepped on stage I was I just remember being so proud of myself to have made it that far I met some amazing girls that I was competing with. It was such a nice time to sort of celebrate, you know, with your friends and your family and sort of reveal what you've worked so hard for. I absolutely loved that. Did I enjoy prep? No. (laughs) Um, I just, I think I particularly struggled because A, as I said to you, I I don't like being that lean. So I didn't even feel good about myself throughout the prep. Um, I think some people might be in a slightly different mindset with that where you know they start to get a bit leaner and they really like it I sort of went the opposite way I started to get too lean and I was like oh I really don't like this anymore and yet I'm still dieting which didn't really <laughs> sit right with me yeah um and yeah I don't know I don't I like being able to be sociable and flexible and I don't like being that person that has to take a Tupperware out for dinner I just you know I just don't like being awkward and I think that wasn't easy I didn't enjoy doing that yeah and out of interest did you find that prep sort of took away from to some extent your ability to focus during work and study and things like that yeah absolutely I think some people say the opposite and they can focus so well and they see things so clearly. I really didn't, Um, especially whilst I was prepping between my qualifier and finals, I'd started my masters and I remember just being sat in my lectures with a cup of coffee. I had to relearn everything that I learned in that period of time because I just, I really couldn't focus on anything. Yeah. That's one of the things I try and say to people who inquire. I'm like, if you've got a really big like work or study related goal in the the coming months, the coming year, it might be best not to prep during this year because for most people, I do think it takes away from your ability to concentrate at least at the end of prep when, um, you know, your hormones start to get into a range which is not optimal and things like that. 
and let alone like that's one thing and then you've got to think about how time consuming prep actually is when you're doing training you're doing cardio you're doing your steps and you're trying to do like all of that and potentially like you and I are probably running a part-time business on the side like it's, it's really time consuming and really difficult yeah exactly and I used to really struggle with being selfish I hated feeling like I was um I don't know spending so much time on myself having to do cardio having to train for two hours a day having to do my steps and all of that meal prep when I could have been I don't know giving back time to friends and family during that period of time or studying or doing work and things like that so that was a struggle for me I think I agree I agree I think it's just quite hard not being that I'm not, I'm not a overly sociable person but like I like being able to go out and do things and it would get to a point where it was like 9 p.m and I was like I need to go to bed just because I'm so hungry if I <laughs> if I stay awake any longer I'm just <laughs> hungry so I just go to bed really early yeah and get my day with yeah it's bad <laughs> If I ever went to like a meal with friends or family or whatever and took my own food or just sat there with the diet cake, it'd get to like 9pm and my brain would just start shutting down. I'd be like, I need to go to bed right now. I know. I know. I think, yeah, it, it might be slightly different if your whole circle is like a bodybuilding circle. Because I know a lot of people like that, you know, they're friends with everyone who kind of understands. Whereas if you perhaps don't have that as much it is really difficult yeah definitely and would you say that there are negatives that came with your time competing as well as positives I wouldn't say so no I think if anything it was more positive on my like mindset towards food for example I know a lot of girls come out of competing and they really really struggle with that transition from being that lean you know, eating more food, seeing that leanness disappear. Um, like, I didn't like being like that. So I very much came out of my show like, God, give me some food. Let me get some curves back on me and things like that. So actually, I think it made my mindset towards food a lot better. A lot of, sorry, shut the door. The food was, okay. Don't worry. <laughs> so I wouldn't say there were negatives as such. I think I was just very, very ready to get back to a sense of normality after my shows. Yeah. And with that being said, what approach did you take like post show to don't really... <laughs> What approach did you take post show to like the, the reverse diet period of time? I I remember giving myself four or five days of just eating what I wanted. And when I say I ate what I wanted, I ate a lot of food. Um and then I did jump my calories up fairly quickly I was just like I don't want to stay you know in this deficit um and then I started gradually reverse diet from there but I did throw in a good five six hundred calories straight away um yeah. get me back to you know somewhere decent in terms of calories and then can build up from there yeah I, that's really good to hear because I think some people mistake reverse dieting for for being sort of remaining as lean as possible and slowly trinkling their calories up from where they've ended the prep when in reality it's so much more effective and sensible from a health perspective to get straight up to maintenance and then reverse from there rather than slowly creep calories up from where you've ended the prep 
yeah, I agree. I agree. Same thing with cardio as well. A lot of girls keep in a lot of cardio. I mean, arguably, I didn't go about that in the right way. I just cut my cardio entirely because I was sick of it. Um, I probably should have kept a little bit in, but I was—I just wanted to get back to enjoying my training, enjoying my life, enjoying my food. So it didn't really bother me overly. Just, yeah. you know, jumping back up to a decent amount of calories and getting rid of the cardio. And do you feel like your physical or mental health in any way took a hit during prep? That's a tough question, actually. I would say only in terms of my own body image, because I think that I really did struggle with that towards the end of prep. I remember just feeling, especially like my legs were just so small. (laughs) And I remember absolutely hating feeling that skinny. That's the only thing I would say. It was kind of a body image struggle in that sense. Um, But otherwise, no, I think I was... uh, I kind of stayed on an even keel throughout prep most of the way. Yeah. Did you lose your cycle by any chance, Phil? I actually don't know because I had the coil at the time, which um, didn't get any periods anyway for the period of time that I was on that. So I genuinely don't know. I would have thought I would have done based on how lean I got. I'm definitely not. I shouldn't be around the way I was. So I would have thought I would have done, yeah. Yeah, just for those listening, it's like interesting for them to hear because I think some there's like some people who try and claim you can get away with prepping without losing your cycle, which is possible for a few people, but it's quite rare. Most people, I think, will at least experience irregular cycles, if not amenorrhea, for a certain period of time. Then, obviously, the goal is to reverse that as quickly as possible post show, but it's just important for people to be aware that they do you probably if you're thinking about competing for the first time these are things you have to be aware of that you're probably going to experience and it's not you can't maintain optimal health all the way through a contest prep no absolutely not it's quite a a dangerous sport in that sense which is a big reason we you know we're saying what we're saying so if you do want to compete really really think about it because it is not a healthy thing to do in any in any way shape or form that's part of the reason why I, I debate, you know, whether I will compete again because I got into fitness because I wanted to be healthy. And that goes against a lot of that in my head. So I don't want to put myself in a position, you know, where things are compromised and I'm actually compromising, you know, my ability to possibly have children and, you know, live a proper life. Yeah. Definitely. And was there a moment in particular that you knew competing wasn't for you anymore? No, I don't think so. In fact, I probably came out of my prep thinking that I would compete again. I did actually. I thought maybe in a couple of years I'd step on stage again. And then I sort of came back out of it, started to find a really nice balance where I felt strong. I felt not hungry. I felt like I was enjoying things and to me like that's that's just so much more enjoyable um than dieting for that long yeah see for me like I I loved competing whilst I did it and obviously I did it for like five years so I wouldn't have done that if I didn't thoroughly enjoy it I loved the sport and I don't have a bad thing to say about my experience competing but they came to a point where I was like for me it's not worth what I'm putting into it 
what I'm getting back from it. And there came a point in at the end of 2020 where I stopped enjoying it as much. Like I found I wasn't getting really excited for my shows anymore. And that for me was a bit of a red flag. I was like, right, okay, why am I not enjoying show day anymore when I used to absolutely love it? And um, I was getting like more excited for for work and for my client shows as opposed to stepping on stage myself. And for me, I was literally dedicating my entire life to competing. It's not worth that trade off if I'm not even enjoying it that much anymore. They just got to a point where I was like, right, okay, there's a few red flags here. I, I shouldn't really be doing this anymore and forcing myself to do it if I'm not enjoying it. And the moment my sort of values started to change and I noticed that I was like, right, okay, it's time for me to sort of like hang up the heels. I'll never say never. Maybe one day I'll decide I want to do it. And if I do that, I will, I'll compete again. But I highly doubt that I will. Yeah, I'm in exactly the same mindset with you. With that. I've never say never. There might be a day where I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to do this again one more time. Um, don't get me wrong when I see other girls step on stage like it gives me that buzz still and I'm like oh I remember what that was like but then show day kind of makes you look at the entire prep through rose tinted glasses yes it is such a good day it makes you kind of forget all those absolutely horrific days that you had through prep I know and it makes I don't know about you but like it now because I know for me anyway, it takes me a long time to recover from a health perspective from a prep. And I know how hard I end up pushing myself through a prep. I'm very robotic. I pretty much shut off from everything else. When I prep, I do it properly. Like I go all in on it and my entire life is bodybuilding. And I know how hard I push myself to get stage lean and how detrimental it is for my health from a hormone perspective and just from the way that I feel and the thought of like dragging my ass around just to do steps and steps feeling like dragging my feet through mud the thought of doing that to myself again is like I can't I don't I can't picture doing that ever to myself again yeah it's a real lot to put your body through it, I don't think you necessarily realize if you were to look at you know someone's cardio and their steps and their training from a position where you're fully fed it's kind of more bearable but then when you are in that position and you are you're so hungry and you just sort of feel like you're floating around day to day trying to tick all these boxes but it's hard it's really hard when you feel like that yeah and you don't always realize how bad you feel in the moment until like you come out of it and then you're like oh my god I felt awful and there's been so many times where my body's just sort of like fought me back post-show. At the end of 2018, I got shingles after I competed, after I came out of my prep. Um, yeah. I injured my rib really badly at the end of my 2020 prep. That was an absolute nightmare. Like your body, my body anyway, is just not supposed to be stage lean. And these yeah. are the things which can come along with pushing your body to that extreme. Yeah. Um, especially if you're like really relentless and robotic with it, which I find it hard not to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to be if you're doing it like that. You can't be about the bush if you're doing a prep. You have to go all in. Otherwise it's not really an awful lot of point in you doing it. Yeah. Like the last thing you want is to be on stage thinking that girl's better than me because I should have done this. I should have done that. And I didn't. 
Like you can't, you just have to be there knowing whatever happens, you've given it your absolute all. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah. you know, you just, just be really disappointed in yourself and there's no point putting yourself through that for that. Yeah, exactly. And I always say to people, like, if you don't absolutely love the sport of bodybuilding and the entire process, like the off season and the prep, then don't compete just do something like a photo shoot or celebrate your progress in other ways use other means of tracking your progress because it's just not worth the trade-off to compete if you're just doing it like for a means of tracking your progress or like for the fun of it I don't think no I agree I agree there's a lot to competing that obviously isn't discussed as well in terms of you know use of anabolics and yeah things things that you would if you if you really want to be competitive at that level you'd have to consider those and you'd probably have to go down that route and that is a big thing that I I never want to do I never want to touch those and so to to look at the stage and think I will never be competitive because of that yeah it really puts me off it really does yeah and the majority even in the bikini class now the majority of the bikini class within two bros within the ifbb pca are assisted nowadays unless you're competing with the uk the fba you're like doing two bros naturals you're going to be on stage against assisted athletes so for anyone who's listening like if you're setting yourself the goal of getting a pro card at some point you have to accept that you're probably going to have to go assisted to achieve that goal and that doesn't come without negative consequences either. Yeah, absolutely. I have absolutely nothing against someone if they decide that that is a you know priority in their life and that's what they're going to choose to do. Absolutely fair enough. But you have to be realistic if you're going into a show completely natural that you're never going to look like them because <laughs> you don't do it unless you are you know a genetic freak of nature. You're probably <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And like you said, I don't have anything against assistance if it's done in in an informed way. Like if the athlete is choosing to do it and they're doing it in an informed way, they're not being forced to do it by a coach or they're not doing it. um, They're not going in blind. I think some people, they sort of get a list of supplements from a coach and just blindly take something. That's just do your research if you're ever considering anything like that please (laughs) but um yeah I I don't have a problem with it if it's done because it's the athlete's decision and it's done in an informed way but it's just something that people have to accept and it didn't used to be as common especially in the bikini class like you you used to be able to compete naturally and do really well but now you kind of have to go down that route if you want to be at the top absolutely is worrying (laughs) yeah and so where are you at now and what are your goals from like a nutrition and training perspective so right now at this very moment as as you know Danny, i'm injured so i'm just in a kind of maintenance phase in terms of nutrition um just trying to obviously rehab i've torn my hamstring so just trying to rehab my hamstring back to a place where i'm able to train properly um, right now I'm purely training upper body. So my calories are lower, lower than I'd like them to be put it that way. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to get myself in a place where I can obviously train fully, be back to, you know, being able to get a progressive program in place and, and progress food from there really. 
Yeah. And long term, what what would you like to achieve? Are you still sort of going through the process of building muscle tissue and dieting down, even though you don't want to step on stage necessarily in the imminent future? Yeah. I think my main goal is to build muscle. Um, that's, that's always been kind of where my head's been at. So I'd like a really solid period of time in you know, a muscle building phase and then potentially diet down a little bit for a photo shoot at some point. Don't really know when. I'd rather you know, get myself in a good position uh, and feel good with training before I even think about doing that really. Yeah, I love where you're at now, Philly. And I think it's just a classic example of how you can still look absolutely fantastic and you can still have body composition related goals without stepping on stage you, it doesn't make you any more or less of a person and you can still go through that process you just don't have to take it to the extreme of stepping on stage and subjecting potentially your self-worth to the opinions of five random people that you've never met before which can have a negative effect for some people and going through that extreme process exactly to be honest it's really nice to be in a place where you can just go out for dinner you can just go out for drinks and you don't have to worry about it so much I think I've found this really nice balance where I pretty much know where my body will naturally sit so I know if I've eaten too much I might feel a bit crap for a few days and then try and like I think I've, I've you know I found what my body wants to do so I know what it can do that's a nice place to be in rather than you know, when you're on prep or you have really, really specific aesthetic goals, it's quite dra- draining if you're in that for quite a long period of time. Yeah, I think it's that um, constantly trying to micromanage your data and your body composition. And coming yeah. away from that can be quite difficult. So going from being in a competition prep to, to being more flexible and it can take a while to sort of like accept that and I know for me there's certain habits which I found it quite hard to kick like or at first I felt a little bit uneasy going out for social occasions and just letting my hair down a little bit but it it feels so good when you accept that and when you settle into that having that balance exactly and having food and going out for dinner is such a sociable thing to do it, it takes a big chunk out of your life if you can't do that not to say you do it all the time anyway but you you want to have that flexibility where you know spontaneously you want to go out for dinner that doesn't worry you yeah exactly and even like my, my mom said since I've stopped competing she's been like oh, I'm so glad you decided to stop competing because I can now actually be at a family meal and have something even if it's like I don't go crazy and I don't go out for food all the time but it's just yeah. being able to go and be present and not have to worry about getting back to do steps or taking a prepped meal with me and things like that I can just relax a little bit more yeah it's so much easier and also from a body composition perspective like I don't want to make it sound like I I all of a sudden just don't care what my body looks like I do and I put a lot of effort into my training and I still eat well most of the time um I say eat well you know what I mean (laughs) I don't go completely overboard all of the time put it that way um I personally really like having more curves and you know, that's something that does completely 
disintegrate on breath. Yeah. <laughs> so it is nice to, you know, have a have a strong looking body rather than a lean one. That makes sense. Yeah. I completely agree. And another thing I really enjoy is feeling like I've got enough fuel in the tank to really perform to my true potential and going into sessions feeling like I'm ready to perform and obviously yeah. in prep that's taken away from you because you're going into sessions empty you're going yeah. to sessions feeling like you've got literally nothing left when you start the session and that right. is something that I found really hard did you absolutely it does take away from the joy that like the enjoyment of training it really does because you you kind of just go to tick a box rather than going into actually really have a really good session feel really good off the back of it you don't really get that in the same way yeah definitely and even for someone like who maybe is considering competing again but is having a period away from a dieting phase I think people underestimate how long it takes to build muscle tissue yes and like you'll know because you've spent a long time away from competing now it takes ages to recover from the prep itself and then hypertrophy is a slow process in itself and I think a lot of people don't allow enough time between seasons before they next start to diet down again absolutely that's the one thing I'd say about myself as well when I stepped on stage in 2018 I didn't have enough muscle I really didn't. And even now, like, I've got the genetics of a bean pole, so it's really slow. And it is really hard work to build muscle, unless you are like an assisted athlete where, you know, you'll have that extra help. It takes a, it takes a long time. Yeah. And how long had you been training before you actually decided to step on stage, Phil? Um, difficult question. I, st I started training when I was 17, but didn't train properly. So... I would say I probably only had a year and a half, two years of actually a decent program in place. Um, I also took my off season quite far. So I think I, I, came, I, you know, I started prep in a position where I was probably holding a little bit too much. So it did make it harder. And I think I was also disappointed that I didn't have as much muscle as I thought. But, you know, you live and you learn, don't you? It's one of those things. Yeah, I think that's another thing that anyone who's thinking about competing needs to bear in mind. Like, often you will think that you do have more muscle tissue than you actually do. And if you're an actual athlete, you might lose a bit of muscle tissue throughout prep anyway. I know I certainly did, especially the longer yeah. preps that I did. So yeah. you really need to spend a considerable amount of time before you prep building muscle tissue, building a solid foundation, training for a good few years so that you have enough muscle tissue to actually get stage lean and be competitive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's a hard thing to know as well. Like you might think that you're in a really good position and then you, you diet down that far and you realize, okay, maybe it could have been better. <laughs> and like, this is not me saying, oh, you know, I've done things perfectly because I certainly haven't, like I didn't have enough muscle tissue the first time I competed, not at all, but it's on reflection, like what I would do differently and what I would recommend to anyone who comes to me as a client, especially now, like the standard has gone up massively. I first competed in what, like 2016. So the standard has increased since then. So although I wasn't, I wasn't muscular enough, I somehow still held my own on stage. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I'm sure he did. Yeah, there's, you've got to think there's so many girls now as well. Not only has the standard gone up, but there are so many girls that step on stage. I think the PCA show last weekend or something had about 100 bikini girls. Mad. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, the industry has certainly grown. And, like, it's amazing that the bodybuilding industry is growing. It's so good. But I also think it, it results in a lot of people getting into competing a little bit naively potentially some people for the wrong reasons um and for anyone who's listening phil what would you say are like some of the wrong reasons to get into competing i would say if you're doing it for anyone else (laughs) it's not the right reason um and when i say that i also mean like social media um you know there's a lot of coaches that will step on stage for business reasons i can kind of see it but then you know if you if you really don't enjoy it enough like intrinsically then you're not doing it right because you know you're going to get those really really hard days in prep and if you don't have that reason that's well and truly inside you just for enjoyment or you know because of you then it's it's just not worth it it's really just worth it and on that note as well i think that if you're a coach who coaches non-competitors I think it's actually more off-putting if you step on stage because they just can't relate to that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I also think there's a lot of people uh, that step on stage to kind of hide disordered eating patterns because, you know, if it's easy to just say, oh, I'm on prep and that's your reason for not eating X, Y, or Z or not going to that social occasion or, you know, it's yeah. worrying that that can happen and especially for, for a sport that really does sort of fuel that mindset um it's just dangerous it's just dangerous so I think going into a prep you have to be in a really good place with food and mindset definitely and on that note as well like you can't you've got to take what you see on social media with a pinch of salt because you never know what's happening behind closed doors even coaches with really successful athletes that are maybe posting transformations you don't know what's going on behind that transformation or post-show and where that person's psychological state is at so I think it's really important that people take that with a pinch of salt as well yeah absolutely you have to you have to have a really strong mindset I think going into a prep and like know that it's not a sustainable place to be uh, whereas unfortunately I think a lot of people get really caught up in that and you know it can look from an outsider's perspective that they're absolutely fine and you know they're in a really good healthy place for food and that's not actually the case it happens to a lot of people yeah and just going back to that point as well about some people competing from a business perspective yeah. honestly like when I was I used to be a one-to-one personal trainer at Pure Gym and whilst I was a personal trainer I was also competing and when mm-hmm. I would compete like my clients would make comments on how small I was and the fact that I was looking ill so I used to purposefully wear jumpers like under my Pure Gym fleece to try and bulk myself out and make myself look a bit bigger so yeah. I genuinely don't think that competing will benefit you from a business perspective unless your target audience is competitors or those who really want to push themselves to the extreme or unless you learn from the experience and then obviously apply that what you've learned to your business. I agree. 
And even if it does help your business, there's no reason to say if you don't know your staff, you can't be a prep coach without doing it yourself. Yeah. Like you don't actually have to. Exactly. I completely agree. I think it helps yeah. to be able to relate, but I don't yeah. think you have to put yourself through it if you want to be a coach. And the it's I'd say it's more important that you have the knowledge required to put someone through it as opposed to just being someone who's done a prep and then decides to become a prep coach for example exactly and that's it that's a dangerous one. I was actually talking to someone about this the other day it's so dangerous the amount of people who prep themselves and then decide that they can be a prep coach like no there's so you know that there's so much more to it you have to know your stuff because it's a very dangerous thing to put people through if you don't know what you're doing with them yeah massively especially like we were saying earlier with the fact that there's such a huge rise in the use of assistance and things like that and also people are having to get leaner and leaner to get on stage whether you're natural or assisted you now have to push yourself much further than what you did say four or five years ago because people are just in better condition when they step on stage people have better physiques now the the level of competition is much higher so you're having to push your body to such an extreme i mean bikini girls have got like lines in their glutes and hamstrings yeah and you don't get there without some negative health effects that come along with that it's not normal (laughs) especially the female getting your lower body that lean takes so much it really does yeah and it hurt like for those listening Honestly, I used to get bruised going to bed. I used to wake up like covered in bruises. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> That's awful. It used to hurt to drive my car and sit in it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh dear. No, it's so, yeah. It's crazy sport when you think about it. <laughs> I know. So Phil, do you think you will ever compete again? Never say never never say never but I will never aim myself at like a pro card or anything I'm not going down that route if I ever step on stage again it would just be a personal challenge for me that's cool and what would you say to anyone who is maybe considering stepping on stage hasn't made their mind up yet doesn't really know whether it's for them what would your top three bits of advice be make sure you research it and know what it involves for one like get a really clear idea of what that prep is going to look like for you because if you're not prepared it's not going to be good (laughs) um chat to some people that have stepped on stage as well try and get their opinions on what it's like um and then yeah i don't know part of me if you really are like 90 percent, i want to do it i would probably say do it have the experience try and figure out if you like it from there because you know like once you've done that prep you know if it's for you or it's not so if you are 90% I want to do it then I would say just do it yeah thank you so much for joining us today Philly if anyone wants to find you where can they find you on social media um your website etc so best place to find me is on instagram I'm philly underscore Fleming um and yeah just drop me a dm (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you do enjoy the content on the Female Fitness Podcast, if you could like and subscribe, it would mean the world. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next one. Bye.